Hello and welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm Courtney Brain. Something Positive for Positive People is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that is the leading hub of sexual health communications resources for people navigating herpes stigma. I have a lot of announcements and updates for everybody. So bear with me as I try and get through them. I tried to record this episode (laughs) a few minutes ago. I looked up and I was 16 minutes in and I just kind of went on a rampage of a rant, which tells me that there's actually something else that I need to talk about in addition to this. So I want to make sure and just um, do it right so that uh, people can get the information that they need and uh, be able to go on about their day. All right. So uh, number one, the 2023 Herbie survey is live, y'all. If you visit www.spfpp.org slash survey, you will go to the page and you'll see on the Something Positive for Positive People website a description of what the survey is. If you have herpes, please take the survey. If you know someone living with herpes, please send them the survey. If you are connected to any of these communities and support groups of people with herpes, please share this survey there. I cannot do it by myself. I I can't. This is my ask of you, especially for those the this podcast has had up to 10,000 subscribers, which means people who regularly listen, you might not hit the subscribe button, but you repeatedly come back to the RSS feed. I have access to this data. I don't have access to who you are. I have like IP addresses, but I'm not going in all that to try and figure this stuff out. I know where you are and I know that you frequently listen. All right. There is no reason I can't get 2000 survey responses to this survey in order to continue our efforts into um, being able to give people what they need in order to navigate herpes stigma, in order to get in front of the CDC and all of these three, four, five letter acronyms in the public health field, in order to advocate for something different whether that be a cure or a vaccine or better antivirals or even better testing. I see better testing and better and more consistent information being much more reasonably accomplished in our lifetime than I do a cure. And there's also just no money in the cure, but there's money being thrown around in research right now, um, which pharmaceutical companies, ironically, are trying to understand herpes stigma and get some survey data a little bit better, I guess, because they're going to come out with something that they can sell us, <laughs> to be completely honest. But again, y'all got to stop waiting on a cure. A cure ain't coming. There ain't no profit in a cure. The only way a cure will come is if people stop buying and taking and caring about medications and if they stop um, feeding into the stigma, which this podcast does. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I will never tell anybody, hey, don't take your medication. However, if you don't need the medication, you know, you you don't need to. But the thing is, one of the things that stigma does is it makes people immediately start medication because of fear of stigma, because they're scared of passing it on, even if their risk of passing it on only decreases by a little bit. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm doing that thing again. I'm rambling. So the survey www.spfpp.org slash survey. I need survey participants, y'all. I need this. This is the second episode of the podcast. The first one was last week where I've mentioned that the survey is out. I'm putting links to it in the episode descriptions. I'm telling people on my social media, which isn't really doing much because I am, for whatever reason, shadow banned. Uh, not shadow ban maybe, but not a lot of people are seeing my posts. Whenever I talk about herpes, I don't get any engagement. I don't see that anyone sees the post on Instagram. I see that a hundred to a few hundred people might have viewed the post, but there's nothing. Uh, I'm not getting the responses that match up with the uh, quantity of followers that I have on Reddit. The uh, herpes subreddit is just gone for me. That's where I've historically gotten much of my survey feedback responses and participation. 
it's gone. So I no longer have connections on Reddit. Um, I have like some people who are like supportive to me behind the scenes who will share the, um, the survey and the podcast and communities that they're in. And I, I, I'm asking for everybody who's just been kind of hanging out here, please share this. I don't care if you got to like make up another page or something and go into a place and say, Hey, I found this survey for people with herpes. Y'all should take it, you know, or if you need to like, give me a testimony, like I'm not getting podcast reviews or nothing. And I know that this resource is helpful because I get people reaching out to me all the time, telling me how helpful it is and that they've been longtime listeners and I've never heard from them or engaged with them ever. I also get people who reach out to me and they ask me for how to disclose, like, do can you do this for me? And this is my ask. My ask now is that y'all step up, step in and share this a survey. It's very easy to do. It's copy paste a link. And if you're already in these communities, it's so many herpes groups that exist out there that like I, I can't keep up with them all. And I myself cannot go into these places and post majority of the time because of my um it's it's mine. So it's self-promotion and self-promotion generally falls under the category of spam and warrants removal from said group. Um, so I'm going to, you know, go ahead and put myself out there and risk that, um, and continue to do that. I need y'all to be willing to risk something like give me something y'all. All I need is 2000 responses for this survey. That's all I'm asking for, for this survey, because once this is out there and things start happening and going in motion, um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a need for more research, but I don't know that I will need to get 2000 people again. But again, this is the largest, even 2021, 2021 was the largest herpes survey with 1149 responses. This year is going to be even bigger than that with 2000 plus. And not only that, but once we um, have all of the survey responses, we're going to present this data at, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? The 2024 first annual Something Positive for Positive People virtual conference. You heard that right. Courtney Warren Brain, the founder, executive director and podcast host, is creating a virtual conference that is called Something Positive for Positive People. And our theme is going to be, you guessed it, herpes stigma. All right. So the main purpose of this is to present this survey data and all attendees will have access to it. So that's one more incentive for people to come to it. But we're coming up on the five year anniversary of something positive for positive people being a nonprofit organization. I've been uh, interviewing people for seven years and over the last five years, um, almost five, it'll be five years, May 23rd, 2024. That's when the conference is going to be. This is a Thursday, uh, plan for it to be, um, most of the day. Uh, it'll likely start at like 7am Pacific time and then end, um, no later than, uh, 4pm Pacific time. Um, I'm wanting y'all to just save the day, mark your calendars, I will be talking about it, especially as I get more details from the presenters that I want there. Um, I'm paying presenters to speak about herpes disclosure and setting relationship intentions and expectations. Um, I reached out to a speaker. I don't, I don't want to say names because if they don't show up, it'll be um, it'll be a little upsetting. But I reached out to someone else who is an expert on herpes in general, able to speak to the science and stuff, because you know I've been dodging that. I don't want nothing to do with it. And then uh, I'm speaking to someone who's in the uh, sex education, sex therapist, uh, mental health field, who will be able to speak about a lot of the psychological effects of stigma. And we will also be presenting this survey data. Um, Megan, who um, is the... PI, I forgot what PI stands for uh, on IRB approved surveys, which also y'all this survey got IRB approval and as frustrated and annoyed as I was with this process, y'all is here. <laughs> we did it. Uh, y'all just don't know how excited I am. I, I love when I'm able to say I'm going to do a thing, do a thing, and then it's done. Um, 
we still have a long way to go in terms of getting responses, but the survey is done and we ask more questions about antiviral use. We ask about interactions with healthcare professionals. We ask about condom use. We ask about uh, disclosure pieces. All of the things that people have expressed curiosity in uh, towards, you know, people with herpes. I believe we have all of that covered. All of it. All of it is going to be covered. There's nothing. Um, I got a question from someone who reached out and said uh, she was just wondering if there was anything in association with like uh, dental hygiene and herpes. And my only response to that is that, well, that dental hygiene may stem from depression or mental health, um, like just lack of motivation or whatever after a diagnosis. Uh, so there was no need to ask specifically if your dental health suffered, but that's the only thing that has come up that is not covered. Um, the survey is as thorough of a survey that I've ever done. We were able to get IRB approval, um, and you'll get all of those details there. But uh, something to note, if you are going to take this survey from a mobile device, when you open the survey from the website, you will see a very small blue box. And I, I, I'm sorry, I can't do anything about this on the right hand side of your screen because you're not going to be able to scroll. You're not going to be able to zoom. You have to press that little blue box that is barely shown on your screen on the right side. Click that and then it'll take you to the consent form. You'll be able to uh, click yes and go through the survey. Do not hit the back button. All right. If you need to go back and change your response to something, there's a little arrow next to the answers. You press that and it'll take you to your last question. Okay. So these are very important details about the survey. Um, it takes around 20 minutes between the demographic information, antiviral support, and then uh, the stigma portion. So yeah, give yourself 20 to 25 minutes to take the survey. Um, there's an open-ended uh, question at the end, and there's a couple of opportunities for you to further expand on what your experiences are. Um, we're going to look at those. We're going to take we're, we're going to use this data. It's going to be used. I hope y'all don't feel like this is something that <clears throat> um, is just, you know, for play. Like, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but like, I put money into this. Like, I am investing money. I get donations. Yeah. But I also the money that I do get from speaking and things like that. I put that into the nonprofit because it's going to come out of my pocket at some point anyway. Like, I just had to use my own money to do some stuff for the organization as well and i'm invested y'all i am invested in this and i don't know what more i need to do to show y'all how seriously i'm taking this other than put up professional boundaries so that people stop looking at me so like casually but on the other hand that's how i connect with people so it, it's a it's a very complex balance of courtney versus something positive for positive people and being able to show y'all like, all right, hey, here's who you connect with. And this also contributes to my ability to do the work that I'm doing. But also, y'all, I, I need y'all to respect and understand that this is legitimately work that I'm doing. So all this stuff behind the scenes that y'all don't see go on, y'all only see like me on Instagram, like maybe I need to share more of this. I think maybe that that would be the... um Maybe that would be something that's helpful for me um, and in getting the responses that I need. Like, I need y'all to give me these responses. I've been in therapy and I learned that I struggle with asking for what I need. I'm not struggling to ask for what I need today because this is important to me. I care about this. I don't put my money, energy, attention and time into it. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams for protecting your meat. Um, this is where my meat goes. Money, energy, attention, time. Um... And so, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know of anything else <laughs> at this point that is equally or close to being as important to me as having this data, being able to present it at the conference again, May 23rd, 2024. Y'all mark y'all calendars, okay? Um, those are two big something positive for positive people updates. I am still available for speaking uh, opportunities. 
workshops, herpes disclosure, speaking about herpes stigma, the importance of, and this concept of STI minimization, which prioritizes the communication component of STD prevention, integrating the lived experiences of people post some sort of STI diagnosis and integrating those into sex education resources uh, as a means of STD prevention. So um, I'm, I'm legitimately like, I am paying for people's time in order to get to a place where this can have much more of an impact. And maybe the podcast is the only impact or the largest impact that it will have for some people. But I do believe that there's so much more that can be done. And in speaking to people and what they've shared with me and from what I see just kind of lingering in the background, uh, it is. It is helpful. And Unfortunately, I just don't have the resources to make this something that has more of an impact where the impact needs to be made. And that is in the public health field. Um, It's when we talk about STIs and we don't talk about herpes, yet herpes is seen as an STI, like there's a disconnect there. And people are really struggling. People are struggling with navigating their herpes diagnosis. Some people don't want to navigate it at all. And you know what the two of the polar opposite outcomes are I'm only going to have sex with people with herpes and then I am uh I'm gonna make other people I'm gonna make everybody have this this isn't a big deal so I'm just gonna try and you know not feel so alone and I'm not gonna tell anybody and when they get it we're gonna be together for the rest of our lives no bro that ain't how this works that's not (laughs) that's not how this needs to be And, you know, there are people who are going to go into extreme denial about their diagnosis and behave in ways that aren't really conducive to the outcomes that they want. And I've talked to these men and it's it's been a few men that I've heard from black men who, you know, have vented to me and said, you know, this woman knew she had it. She told me she knew she had it. She even uh, is is like mad at me for being mad at her about not telling me that she had it. Like what? And and the the confusion and the unnecessity of these things, man. Like it's unnecessary. And the main reason is that these things are able to go on and continue happening is because of the uh inability to communicate about it. All right? So, so that's that. That's that. I need y'all to share the survey. All right. And I need y'all to attend this conference. I don't know how much the ticket's going to be, but yes, there will be a cost. Um, my Patreon subscribers, y'all been rocking with me at this point for as long as y'all have. Y'all getting in free. All right. So between now and when these tickets come out, if you ain't a Patreon subscriber and you want to go to this conference, your best bet would be to go ahead and subscribe now because whatever you, uh, well, maybe not whatever, but if you even subscribe at the lowest option to be a Patreon subscriber, you will be paying significantly less <laughs> uh, in Patreon subscription than you would for a ticket to the conference. There we go. And it's a virtual conference. Before anybody asks me, I keep saying virtual. Ooh, hold on, I almost burped. Um, yeah, it's a virtual conference. Um, but yeah, uh, the next day support groups. So I am hosting weekly support calls on Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, These are group calls and Patreon subscribers have access to these weekly. If you are not a Patreon subscriber and you would like to attend one of these support group meetings, you will need to wait until the fourth Monday of the month. So like uh, tomorrow is going to be a support group um, call. Tomorrow's Monday. Oh, wow. I'm saying tomorrow. I I usually don't do that. I'm so I haven't recorded a me episode in so long (laughs) that I'm I forgot little things that I know not to do. But um, actually, yeah, I'll just release this one today. I'll just release it today. Sunday, October 9th, my little sister's birthday. Shout out to Taylor. Um, I'll release this today uh, and tomorrow will be uh, the second Monday. Right. So uh, next week will be third Monday. And then the week after that will be the fourth Monday. That is the one that is open to all. And you can go to the events tab on something positive for positive people. And you'll be able to just click that link at 6 p.m. on the fourth 
Monday at, uh, to join that support group. So this one's free. It's open to everybody. Um, if you're someone who wants to connect, if you have questions, if you want to be part of community, whatever it is that you need, gen- general support, uh, please join this. And you'll have the opportunity to be around other people and hear other experiences and share your own experiences. And if you want feedback, you can give feedback. But if you just want to vent, you can just vent. And that's what this space is set up for. Um, But again, if you want the weekly access, you can just join the Patreon page. Um, That is the easiest way to continue to contribute to something positive for positive people without even having to think about much of it, as well as... um, yeah, that's that's where I am investing more of my own time, uh, because these are people who have supported me much more than, you know, a stranger reaching out and saying, I have herpes. What do I do? And then I'll engage with them, ask them for a donation and then never hear from them again, even, you know, with that. So I do have to be more mindful of that. And I know that some people might fall through the cracks. But this whole like asking for you to maybe possibly make a donation after I've given you two, three, seven hours of back and forth time, which I this happens a lot. I started to really look at it because I have um, one consistent donor and he's listening to this. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for giving me these real talks and telling me, hey, man, your business this is what you need to start looking at. You need to do these things because on one hand, yes, I am running a business. But on the other hand, it's a nonprofit and a charity. And on the other hand, I'm still, you know, a person that people connect with and I have to have more discernment, you know, and I recognize that. So my discernment has manifested in me um, having a consistent place to to guide people, you know, and if you are someone who wants these one-on-one conversations and you want ongoing support, you can make a one-time donation and, and have me like send me a screenshot of proof that you did that. And at that point, like I can make I can make that shift in my priorities because my job is not talk to everybody. That's not my job. That's something that I've chosen to do. And nobody's responsible for or blamed for me doing what I do with my time. That's me. I choose that. I chose that. Right. And I chose that consistently. I've chosen to give so much of myself to people who don't choose to reciprocate and even since doing it like I'm recognizing that these boundaries are very supportive to me and the relationships around me I'm able to be a better worker uh, at my job working with the medical students I'm able to be a better partner uh, and be more present with people who I am uh, I have relationships with I've even been able to go deeper into my friendships and um, start communicating with my homeboys a lot more um uh, effective and I asked them for what I need like hey you know I want to connect with y'all more and I'm able to do that like I'm asking for what I need and it's all as a result of me not just uh one of my buddies AJ he said when he first met me it's like 10 years ago ish almost 10 years ago yeah he was like uh he saw me we were at work we were working in sales and I think when he saw me I was taking a nap under my desk because I didn't want to go home and I ain't drink coffee and like I was making them cold calls he said this motherfucker has no idea how powerful he is and we still friends to this day he still like dropped these little nuggets on me and I recognize like I don't know if y'all got this friend but this friend that y'all cool as hell but every now and then they say a thing that triggers the hell out of you but they're right. And I've grown to a point now where it doesn't trigger me anymore. It challenges me. And he said he said a few things that really made me think, man. And one of the uh, one of the things. Damn, what did he say? Oh, the power thing. Um, he said that so long ago. And then more recently, I had someone uh, say to me, oh, what were, what were the words? What were the words? I don't remember the exact words. I told her, hey, I'm, I'm saving this screenshot. But it was something about my power. And I've just not been spoken to like that. And I recognize like I have been sort of leaking my power out into places where it's not necessarily reciprocal to not just me or my people around me or my environment or my community even, but not even to something positive for positive people. You know, people come to something positive, take from Courtney, leave, and I never hear from them again, right? <clears throat> um but 
putting up these boundaries for myself and honoring them. Like even in the morning, it's it's seven o'clock on a Sunday. My mornings are for me. And uh, in speaking to my therapist, he was like, yeah, if you decide that you want to, you know, talk to a certain person or do a certain thing uh, during your me time, that's your decision. Like that, that's okay. And I was like, man, you know what? There's something to that. So this is how I'm choosing to spend my morning. I'm choosing to spend my morning like I'm 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 excited. I'm 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 up. I'm celebrating. I'm also actually procrastinating because I really need to edit this uh my own experience with the book, uh the something positive for positive people book. Um, but hey, anyways, that's that's my own thing. But I recognize that boundaries have been really important and I have so much more to give now for reciprocal relationships. So like Patreon, for example, these are people who've been signed up for at this point, at least a year even. uh, And they've not gotten anything. I think when they signed up, the first thing I said to them was like, hey, I don't really have anything to give necessarily, but y'all being here is supportive to the organization. And everyone's been okay with that. And looking at that, like their just mere presence of being Patreon subscribers has demonstrated to me, wow, you know, there are people who care. All I have to do is ask them to. And all I have to do is ask for what I need. And I did that. And here's what I have. Like I have a Patreon community. It's not big by any means. I think Um, I probably lost more people than I have just by not being there and engaging with them or giving them anything. You know, them bills come around, you start looking at your finances, you're like, man, what am I getting out of this, uh, this $3 a month, (laughs) right? So yeah, y'all, um, please, please, please. I'm, I'm guiding people, steering people towards becoming Patreon subscribers, um, and if you feel like this isn't something that you want to engage with regularly, then, and you just like want advice or you just want to vent or talk, like I, I gotta, I gotta differentiate, you know, Courtney versus something positive for positive people. You wouldn't know something positive for positive. You wouldn't know Courtney if it wasn't for something positive for positive people. So I need you to go through the means of engaging with this organization, this business, this charity, And go through those processes in order to get to me, okay? So respectfully, I ask that if you are uh, someone who wants more one-on-one conversation, herpes support, you want to share something, I need to see a screenshot of a donation. Or I need for you to already be subscribed to Patreon. Patreon members, can y'all can engage with me whenever y'all want to. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if y'all got herpes questions, do, you know, go ahead and ask. If you're a donor, you can talk to me. I, I may not get to it right away, but I will always respond. Um, and that's just got to be the, the boundaries here. Like, I can't, I can't see outside of, you know, what's happening through something positive for positive people. Like, this is just where my focus has to be, especially now. I'm talking about putting a conference together. I got this survey out. Um, I got this book in the process. I, I can't step away from that to answer herpes questions that I've answered in multiple of the 300 whatever podcast episodes that are out or the uh, thousand social media posts that I have, you know. So the time that takes away from my focus into these three big projects that are happening right now alongside managing uh, relationships and like working towards, you know, my bigger picture goal of, of, uh, we ain't got to talk about my bigger picture goal, but I, I got goals. I got personal goals and I've gotten disconnected from those. And I think that the more clear I am, and this is another thing AJ said, cause I, I moved from Portland back to St. Louis and decided, I was like, man, I don't know where I belong. And then I moved back to Portland and it feels like home again. He said to me, he was like, Ain't no place going to feel like home if you don't feel at home in your own skin. <laughs> Shout out to AJ. Uh, that's another one of those challenge gems, man. And yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm working on that. I'm working on a lot of stuff on top of being in therapy, on top of um, now running these support groups. And also um, there is a, I don't want to call it a men's herpes support group, but this is a thing that exists. Uh, so I've talked about it 
and all of the men who have passed through something positive for positive people with an email address at least are aware of it and its existence um so yeah that's something that you want to be a part of hit me up that is going to be on thursdays at 6 p.m pacific time so you gotta you have to contact me i have to talk to you about this before adding you to it all right and this is for men this is not exclusively for men living with herpes all right and that's all i can say about that um what else So I mentioned that I'm back in Portland. I'm back in Portland, Oregon, and it feels great. I feel so blessed to be able to have come back and to be in my own space again, the same space that I was in before I left, um, to be paying what I pay to live here, to be able to continue to work my job at OHSU, to continue to start making money again, because I I wasn't really making a whole lot of money uh, over the summer. And I was so excited to be doing what I was doing, but it was taking away from something positive for positive people. And now that I'm I'm seeing how much other things have been taken away, and now that I'm able to make the shifts and transitions in order to be able to give more to it, I'm, I'm able to obtain the clarity of what needs to be done. So again, part of that, and I need to announce this on social media too. Yes, in the podcast episode, but I think my podcast audience is different than my Instagram audience is different than my uh people who come to the website who and it's different to people in support groups so i have to really craft and send messages in a variety of different ways in order to reach people um and yeah that that versatility of messaging oftentimes um well, I guess I can go into this now. Trigger warning. This trigger warning is for two groups of people. One, the person who just got here and doesn't understand the difference between triggered and challenged. This is going to be me talking about my relationship to food, weight loss. So stop listening uh, for the rest of the episode, to be completely honest, because this is a really big deal. This is important to me. Um, and uh, I'll wrap. I'll give you the close here. That concludes this episode of Something Positive for Positive People. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to, share the podcast on your favorite listening platforms. Please make a donation to Something Positive for Positive People. You can join the Patreon subscribers to get access to the weekly support groups on Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific time, or you can join the fourth Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific time for free uh or these are open to anybody i don't want to say it's for free but you know donations are recommended because we don't really do much for fundraising all right and um yeah any if you want to engage in a a one-on-one conversation you need to vent you need support advice whatever and you want instant access to courtney we can schedule something i just need to see proof of that donation all right um, and please take the survey, the herpes survey, www.spfpp.org slash survey. All right. That's the trigger warning for that person. The trigger warning for the second person. You need to actually be here for this. This goes toward this goes to any person, but more specifically, because I've noticed a pattern that white women have been attempting to tell me to just shut up and stay in my lane talking about herpes. All right. So. There's my trigger warning. All right. I'm about to say what I need to say. (sighs) Without this sounding like venting, because I want to be professional. I I just talked about how this is a business. This is an organization. I am responsible for um, my actions. I'm responsible for being clear in my intention. I want to let y'all know something positive for positive people is not a safe space. This is an intentional space. You will be challenged, okay? And if you are the kind of person who, when you see something that you don't like and you're uncomfortable and you don't decide to just disengage from it, understand that you are making yourself receptive to the consequences, outcomes of your engagement, all right? Now, multiple times and I, I've I've lost some friends over this. I've lost some followers over this. All right. And it's always when I am being more expressive and vulnerable in a way that might be triggering to somebody else. So I'll tell you what's been going on. 
I've been diagnosed with high blood pressure for probably about 12 years. And I'm sure I've had it longer than that because of the way that I've eaten and not understood food. This really isn't about my relationship to food. It's more about my uh, unconscious incompetence with food. So unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. All right. And what I didn't know that I didn't know was that high blood pressure and diabetes are very prevalent to black people. All right. I, I didn't know that. When I learned that, I became aware of what I didn't know. So it became conscious incompetence. Oh, I didn't know that high blood pressure and diabetes were very um, prominent in black people. All right. And then I learned that my mother takes pills every day for high blood pressure and heart medication. My father takes pills for high blood pressure. My grandfather has diabetes, gout, and high blood pressure. And that's the one on my dad's side. My uh, grandmother has high blood pressure on my mom's side. And she takes medication. And she's also a nurse. My great-grandmother has diabetes and high blood pressure. All right? Hypertension, for those who don't know what high blood pressure is. And seeing that I'm aware that there's a problem. All right. So it's not that I don't know what I don't know anymore. It became, I know what I didn't know. And through conversations with my healthcare provider, um, which the last series of episodes where I interviewed healthcare providers on stigma showed me that people are just not utilizing their resources. They're not talking to their doctors and, you know, when you don't talk to somebody, you don't know what they're actually there for. So I knew what I didn't know and I needed to learn about it. So high blood pressure, I bring this to my doctor. We always talk about it. Hey, your blood pressure is a little high. We want to watch it, see if it gets worse. If it gets worse, we'll put you on medication. I ask about my alternatives. He goes, okay, well, typically weight loss is one thing. And I've worked towards losing weight. I started weighing my food. And as I weighed my food, I realized, oh my God, I am eating a lot more than I actually need to be eating. I used to be 200. At one point I was like 260 pounds playing football. And I've consistently hovered around 250 pounds. Uh, I work out every day. And, you know, mostly that is to um, just stay healthy. Right. It just so happens that I also am looking pretty good, okay? So I'm talking to him about the high blood pressure. So now I am becoming, this is conscious competence, right? I'm learning, essentially. So I learn because what I thought after talking, you know, seeing that my family has a history of these diseases I thought, okay, sugar, salt, don't add sugar to my food, don't add salt to my food, and don't eat sugary foods, don't eat salty foods. Talking to my doctor, I learned that it's not the salt you add, it's not the sugar that you add, it is the carbs that you don't burn off, that turn into sugar, that go into your bloodstream, and then your blood becomes sugary. And... It's not the salt that you add to your food that does what it does to your blood. It's the sodium in foods that um, that change the arteries, uh, make it more like plastic instead of uh, whatever the, the texture your arteries uh, are supposed to be. I did not know what I didn't know. I found out what I didn't know. I started to learn about what I didn't know. And in that process, I've been reading the food labels and I see just how many things have how many carbs and sodium in them. I saw a dietitian and the dietitian told me, uh, this is for me. Now, when you see a dietitian, it may be different for you. But the recommendation is that our meals only have about 60 grams of carbs in them. This was very life changing for me because for me, two hamburgers, an order of fries and a shake is probably four to five times that. 
And for a regular person, a burger fries shake, the buns are going to be about 30 grams of carbs. The fries, it's not going to be one serving of fries. So you're looking at probably 60 grams of carbs in just the fries. And then your drink has carbs in it, probably roughly 30 if it's got ice in it. An iceless drink may have 90 grams of carbs in it. So we're looking at almost 300 grams of carbs in one sitting. And if you're not exercising vigorously, you're not going to burn that off. So those excess carbs are going to turn into sugar and then this sugar goes into your bloodstream. But what another level of that is that carbs turn to sugar and sugar turns into fat. All right. So as I'm reading food labels, I remember I was at the grocery store. This was just last week because I went to the doctor a week and a half ago. And yes, my weight has been coming down since I've learned about the carbs and since I've learned to start weighing my food. But my blood pressure has not come down. And so learning that it's not salt, it's sodium. I see how much sodium is in things. And looking at how much I've eaten over the years, like even when I go out to eat, you know, I'll think, oh, I'm not doing too bad because I didn't get the salty thing. I didn't add salt to this. But when it's already cooked and it's got 78 percent of your daily recommended value of sodium already in it or when it's fried and salty and salted, you know, in one meal, one appetizer even. And then like adding ranch to it or um, whatever dipping sauce there is that comes with it. That has contributed to my high blood pressure, right? Now, I'm I'm giving you all of this background because it's important to what I'm overall saying here, right? Um, I have now gotten to a point where, okay, my meals are a little more on autopilot. Like I'm aware of what kinds of foods have excess salt in them or sodium in them. And what has a lot of carbs in it or, you know, extra sugar in it so that I can like rebalance, recalibrate my, um, what's the word? My, my, um, I can recalibrate, recalibrate my nutrition, I guess. I don't know. There's a better way of me saying that. Like I learned in my, my protein shakes that I would have like three of a day. Uh, there's 10 percent of the daily recommended value of uh, sodium in the shake. And then in one serving of the almond milk that I use, there's 8% of the daily recommended. So I'm looking at almost 20% of my daily recommended value of sodium in my protein shakes. Yes, this is healthy, healthier, you know, for me overall, but then there's the sodium that's in there, which you just wouldn't notice. And if I'm down in 40s a day, there's 80% of my daily recommended value of sodium versus the um the the food that I'm eating on top of that thinking oh you know I can I can eat this type of meal so for so long I've been consuming extremely high amounts of salt and sodium not even knowing it and this has been contributing to frequent urination for me um and losing sleep in the middle of the night and I only noticed because I asked my doctor I just told him I was like hey I'm going to the bathroom every four to six hours what could that be and he didn't mention the sodium thing I was just able to put this together for myself he was like oh well he asked me a few other questions and he signed me up for a sleep study so that we can look at what's going on but ever since you know making the conscious choice to after already having lost weight from weighing my food um minimize the amount of sodium in my diet like I'm eating real plain food but I'm not getting up in the middle of the night to pee. Like last night I slept for seven hours and I didn't even pee right before I went to bed, which is phenomenal. So like after just a week of this lifestyle change, I'm sleeping more. Like I'm getting better quality of sleep. And I'm also saving money because I got to cook all my food now. Uh, I bought a lunchbox. I bought some ice packs to take with me into the office for the days that I do have to go into work. Um, and even if I'm going to be like out and about for a while, you know, I've gone to a coffee shop. That came came out of nowhere. I've gone to a coffee shop and I got like a breakfast sandwich. So I'm not like restricting myself, you know, beyond repair. Today's Greek fest. I'm going to go, I'm going to get a Euro. I'm going to call it a day. I'm going to still eat my, my low sodium breakfast. I'm going to have my, uh, pre-workout meal. Um, 
and I'm gonna have lunch. I gotta cook my lunch. I made some black beans I got sitting out from uh, overnight, and this is how I'm eating. Like it's just a lifestyle choice, and so uh, I'll post things, and you know I'll notice my body changing and make these observations, and people will feel a need to say things, or I'll post my food, right? And whenever I'm posting like a burrito or a platter of cheesy, greasy, diabetes, sodium nachos, like I'll get heart emojis. Oh my God, that looks so good. Where's that from? Oh, I want that. But then I post my chicken, black beans and broccoli and my shirts off and or I'm talking about, you know, needing to buy new clothes and I'm like celebrating these challenging things for me. And I'm happy about I'm happy about the results that I'm getting. I'm able to sleep for a full night. I'm having to buy new clothes and I'm noticing, wow, there's something that I said I needed to do and I want to do is working for me. And I'm seeing the impacts on my health. And it's always like a white woman who comments and just like shuts down my, you know, the expression of my excitement and my joy. And I'm honestly tired of it. Like y'all can kick rocks to be completely honest. You know, I understand that uh, you came here for herpes information, but that's not what this is exclusively. You know, my therapist said, you know, it, it's important for me to put myself out there more so that people can connect and more people can connect. You know, you know how many people are in the fitness field who also have herpes, in the medical field who also have herpes, who <clears throat> are teachers, accountants. Like there's people from all walks of life who have herpes. And I talk about losing weight. You think ain't nobody with herpes considering losing weight or looking at their health or wondering what might be contributing to their outbreaks like that, that, that really pissed me off that, you know, I, I know that I put myself out there as a safe person to not only come to for what your problem is, but to also, uh, present whatever grievance you have with the way that I'm presenting something. My intention has been pure the entire time that I've been running something positive for positive people. Not once have I ever said anything bad about anyone for how they look, their physical appearance, um, their, their body for their expression. I don't, that's not who, that's not who I am. That's not who I am yet. It's the people who on behalf of communities of people who might give a care that feel the need to step in here and be like, no, nah, you need to run your space like this. I think you you need to just keep talking about herpes, Courtney. You don't need to be excited about your your journey because it might make someone that I've never met uncomfortable. Do y'all know people with diabetes? Do y'all know people with high blood pressure? Do y'all know people who <clears throat> can't walk up and down steps? Like uh, I ran into this guy at the gym. His name's Lenard. Shout out to Lenard, man. I really, I really hope to be able to have him on uh, as a, a podcast guest uh, for myself podcast. He said he used to be 600 pounds. He's about 450 now. And I heard him. He was in the hot tub at the gym. I overheard a conversation. This lady was talking to him about his cookbook. She was like, yeah, your recipes, your recipes. So when she got out of the hot tub, I just started a conversation with him. And he and I chatted a little bit. And he talks about, you know, the same. He He's very anti you white women who do this thing because for him, like he needs to lose weight in order to get his hip surgery. It is difficult for him to move around. He self-identifies as fat. He's a black man. He's disabled. And he speaks on behalf of his community. He's like, yeah, I post stuff to inspire people. I get messages, you know, from people that are like, oh, thanks, man. I want to get like you. I want to do this. I want to da 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 da. You inspire me. And then he hears from these types of people who I'm talking about. <laughs> who like, no, you need to just stay in your stay in your lane. You know, I'm sure he's been disabled for a while. So the disabled community is like rallying behind him. I can see it. And then when he talks about his weight loss, they're like, oh, you know, that that's fat phobic. And he's like, I'm fat. What are you talking about? And so we're not able to speak on behalf of everybody. We're just not. And so when it, when we get into these spaces, like, and I'm very respectful whenever I'm met with these debates, some people are respectful or uh, receptive to my respect. Other people are not. So the first time something like this happened, I remember presenting this person and this was a well-known influencer in the herpes community. I was talking about something that she didn't like. I asked her about it. I was like, okay, well, why do you feel this way? 
all right, well, let's talk about it. And she's like, no, um, I don't want to do the emotional labor. But you felt the need to reach out to me and make me do the emotional labor for you to figure out like what your emotional response is. I'm over that. Most recently with the weight thing, I posted a live. I had my shirt off. I was trying on shirts and I was talking about my relationship to sex. My relationship to sex isn't me talking about herpes. So me talking about my body and like changing my shirts and trying on shirts to see what stays, what goes um, and making like a comment about it or something apparently was distracting. Like my words were distracting from the messaging from this person. And she felt the need to reach out and tell me that, you know, someone could be triggered by you having being excited about having lost weight. I don't I don't I don't understand. Like I am working towards the thing. I'm getting the results of the thing. And this is these are things that most people can do. So you speaking up for and advocating for somebody that you probably don't even know. You might have a person in your life who is triggered by these things who probably can benefit from the information if we're going to be completely honest that you are enabling to not go on and engage with the information by shutting it down from me and you know giving me a slap on the wrist and going Courtney you just need to talk about herpes because that's what I heard so I engaged and I I just asked you know hey what, what do you mean by this because what I'm hearing is that you a white woman are coming to me a black man who is expressing his feelings about a thing after y'all say you know black men men open up more like share tell us what's happening with you i'm expressing my excitement for my health status changing and for my body changing in a way that is aligning with my health status changes and for you to say this to me like I'll have my shirt off and alive and talk about stuff and that's not distracting, but like you'll be able to enjoy this, this end result that is my body and see it and enjoy it and, you know, fetishize it. But then the minute that you don't like the words that come out of the mouth of this body, it becomes a problem for you and you need to shut that down. Like, no, no, no. I just wanted to see your body. Just shut up. Like, I don't want to hear what you got to say. Just just look pretty and talk about herpes. That's what I'm here for. I just asked and I, I, I was able to share that. This is what this sounds like to me. And after maybe two more text exchanges, what it came down to was that she was upset with her partner and having a fight with, with him. And I just got the brunt end of that. So, you know, when that happened, I think that that was like the cherry on top for me of filtering the way that people contact me for support so you can join these support groups and you can express your grievances there with me Um, you can become a patreon subscriber so you can do it more frequently if you'd like or you can join the free monthly uh once a month on mondays at 6 p.m pacific time and you can talk about it there in front of other people you know, and I think that that's a good way to do this, too, because then if other people support what you're saying about your discomfort, then, you know, then maybe I can look at it. But, you know, in these cases, if you don't fuck me, if you don't fund me, if you don't contribute to my freedom, if you don't give me something for free, F-R-E-E, yeah, that's a four letter word. Any of these four letter F words, I really don't care about what you have to say, because it's not impacting or visible to this community it's not something that is going to increase the quality of life and in fact that kind of thing takes away not only from my quality of life but if i were to hear that take heed to it without challenging or examining it it would take away from the quality of life of the people that i'm serving through the something positive for positive people community so i can't do that i'm funneling everybody you know come to the you can either come into the um Patreon space. And this is a lady who, to my knowledge, I, I, she's not. And I have a way of tracking my uh, donors as well as Patreon subscribers. And she she didn't make that list unless she fell through the cracks. I She didn't make that. She She's not a donor. So this is somebody who doesn't contribute to the community, you know, at least monetarily. You know, she says she may tell people about my page, but it exists. If people look, they'll find it at this point. Right. But. Anyway, I, I I feel 
like I needed to clarify that because it is the underlying reason for these firm boundaries in place. And if you notice that my way of engaging with you has changed since the last time we've engaged, it's because of these kinds of things happening. Um, I had a donor who, you know, she shot her shot. She shot her shot. And this was early on, um, not even early, maybe during the pandemic, because people were generally unwell during the pandemic. And uh, I remember like, she was donating a lot of money and I was like, yes, yes. And she was like, hey, you know, I want to explore a relationship with you. And I was in like a very, oh, fuck type situation. Like, all right. On one hand, I got these donations coming in. On the other hand, like, I mean, she's kind of attractive. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to like formulate this shit in my head, y'all. And the I was like, okay, well, what does that look like? I, what do you mean? And it became, all right, do I want these donations to continue? Like, what what's my bigger picture? Am I prioritizing Courtney or am I prioritizing something positive? So in an effort to prioritize something positive and further, um, not engage, but entertain this relationship, um, there was a there there became this shift, and that shift was. The same way that this lady who reached out to me was actually mad at her partner and it turned into me being the safe space for her to say to me what she probably wanted to say to him. The same thing happened here. I was not uh, I was a safe place for her to offload something that someone else had done to her to me and I called it out. And I lost those donations because of me prioritizing something positive for positive people over me. Because me would have been like, ah, you know, um, this 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 isn't what I'm looking for. And the way that, you know, <clears throat> this has happened, uh, I don't think that this this isn't something that I want. You know, I love having you as a donor. You know, there can be a friendship that develops, but I'm not looking for any like intimacy and it's funny because this lady now lives in portland and we we haven't uh connected <laughs> but i know she moved to portland she know i'm here and we just we leave it at that but man having them donations was nice oh but uh all that to say this is why i have to prioritize courtney <clears throat> i can't give a fuck about what you know your thoughts about my expressions of happiness and me taking care of myself like if me taking care of myself is genuine is harming you if i'm behaviorally causing harm to you that is one thing i need i need to know that if i'm saying things that might be offensive to somebody you might not even know we need to unpack that a little bit and we can do that when you send me a proof of a donation and we can you know set aside some time to schedule a phone call but this whole like I notice a lot of people message me after like 8 p.m. And typically after 8 p.m., people are drunk, high, horny or lonely. Right. That's what they are. And I don't want to I'm not talking about herpes at 8, 9 p.m. No more. Not without a donation or not on these support groups. So we got dedicated spaces for that. And I feel good about this. You know, I've, I've talked in the past. I've gone back and forth between, oh, my God, you know, I need to help everybody. But since these recent occurrences where I see that when I've prioritized, you know, other people or something positive for positive people over myself, I've been doing more harm, not just to the organization and those. Well, maybe not those people. There's no harm done to these people. Mm, actually, I will say Yes, me not prioritizing myself and my needs has caused other harm. And I'm I genuinely apologize to these people because um there was in an effort to further connect with someone, uh it was a guy and an, an effort to more uh like fill that void of intimacy with men that I'm lacking that I've now, you know, sought out a solution for and I'm so grateful for this experience. But um in an attempt to do that, I in a, it was a very shitty way uh, that was misinterpreted. I don't even want to say it was misinterpreted. It was communicated poorly um, at the expense of uh, someone else. And I, yeah, I feel terrible about that. And I recognize that that was an expression of 
me not being able to depressurize for myself and get my own needs met. So my need of more uh, intimacy with my platonic relationships, friendships with men, uh, my desire for that came out and was projected onto this person at the expense of someone else through that person in an attempt to connect more. And because of that, man, like I, 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 I feel bad. And that was just one more example. So like looking at these things, I'm being vague with that intentionally just for various reasons, but <laughs> I think I, I talk about it on self. If you want to go listen to that, because I'm more so process my own like feelings and stuff on that platform. But me not prioritizing myself, I now know because I'm in therapy again. Um, I've been uh, on for a couple years and then took a little break to implement the things and see what it looked like. And I'm loving how things have looked. And I decided to go back in and just like for a little tune up. It's like a little tune up for me. (laughs) So um, one of the things that came up was how do I take care of myself? How do I prioritize me? And in that conversation with my therapist, um, I didn't know what to do to prioritize me until I saw from there where I wasn't prioritizing me. And when I saw that, I couldn't unsee it, (laughs) y'all. I could not unsee it. And seeing that, all that is is just like, you know, sacrificing my me time over the things that are important to me. Um, Like being at the gym, I want to get my workout in and I want to do cardio and I want to go to the hot tub. Anytime I answer the phone or I'm texting and that eats up more of my time and then I look up and my time's passing. I now got to get to the bus because I got to be home so that I can do a thing before I have my therapy appointment, before I have to go to work. Right. So I've made my mornings about me. So what this means is in the morning, you know, somebody, hey, Courtney, uh, can we talk? Normally, I'd have time while I'm at the gym. I'd multitask. But multitasking is not something that I want to be doing. I don't want to multitask. I want to be present with what I'm doing. So if I'm hanging out with uh, someone, I want to be hanging out with them. If I'm eating my food, I want to be eating my food. I might have some music playing. I might be watching my my YouTube videos. I watch YouTube videos while I'm on a Stairmaster to get through the workout. Um, But I'm not, yeah, if I'm walking, you know, I'll talk to my uncle. He calls me like every day, you know, and and I'll talk to him for, you know, 10, 15 minutes when he calls if I'm available. Um, And that's not taking away from anything. Um, I'll have friends who call and just want some advice or, you know, got a quick like tip or something. I'll, if this is during my me time, you know, I'll say, Hey, uh, let me call you back when I'm done doing this or here at the gym. Right. So yeah, all of that to say, should you need herpes support, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber so that you have access to the weekly support groups on Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific time. If you do not want to become a Patreon subscriber, but you still want access to the support groups, the fourth Monday of the month at 6 p.m. Pacific time, you can visit www.spfpp.org, go to the events tab, And the link to join that call is going to be right on that button underneath the heading of uh, the support call, which has the time on it. Okay, so that fourth Monday call is going to be there. It's open to everybody. Okay, if neither of these options work for you and you need desperately to talk to Courtney right here, right now, I need to see proof of a donation and we can schedule a time. If you are someone who donates or has donated, donate regularly, hit me up. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, that rigid on things um, to where, you know, you feel like you got to make a donation every time we talk. I just want I, I just want to more so prioritize the people who are prioritizing this organization, this movement, this community. All right. Um, what else is there? Uh, these are really all of the updates. I think um, the, the boundaries that are in place are much more these these are good for me to navigate like before you know i was like oh don't did you donate or you know those podcast episodes where i sound much more like angry i don't think i sound angry in this one i think i sound more certain 
I think I sound like I have more clarity. I have more um, reason behind it. And I'm shutting down this shit. Like I'm shutting down these um, these 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 people coming in here and trying to tell me how to run my how to communicate how to do what I've been doing for the last six years, especially if you're new here, especially if you ain't contributed anything. Like, you don't get to come in here and tell me, don't be happy. You don't get to come in here and tell me, don't talk about anything that's not herpes. No, uh-uh. not without not without paying me, not without making some type of donation. Like I said, like I think I just needed a reason. When you have some sort of purpose behind what it is that you're doing, you can do anything. And everything else just kind of falls to the wayside or becomes irrelevant. And I'm, again, this conference, this survey, this book, those are my priorities for something positive for positive people. And everything, all of the decisions that I make, every action I take has to be supportive to those three things. And these support groups are funneling the the dispersion. Y'all, I would spend three to seven hours a week probably talking to people about herpes and get nothing out of it. 95% of the time. And the few times I did get anything out of it, it's always been remarkable. I'm very appreciative of it. I'm very appreciative of um, those, the $5 donation from a college student or the $500 donation from uh, a dude that I just sent two texts to back and forth and just challenged his relationship with his girlfriend. I, I don't know where that dude is anymore. Like the way that I get donations sometimes like, um, you know, people don't want to share their emails. People don't want to stay in contact. Like it kind of bites me in the ass sometimes, but I know he's well, or I hope he is. And I know that he knows where I'm at if he <laughs> needs me again. Um, but yeah, anyways, <sighs> these are all of the updates and I look forward to being challenged when it's appropriate And I hope that this is something that challenges or has challenged you as well to be able to um, move forward and receive the information that's coming in here. Like one thing that I constantly say is that the nature of a thing is more important than a thing. And my intention uh, represents that nature and I communicate that as best I can and Oh, wait, hold on. What did I say? The nature of a thing is more important than the form of a thing. I think I might have butchered that the first time, but the nature of a thing is more important than the form of a thing. And the words are form and the intention is nature. So if I may say a thing in a way that you don't like, that's different than where it's coming from. And I recognize that there's always going to be some sort of an impact uh, that may not be aligned with my intention. And I'm, I'm prepared to discuss that. I'm prepared to discuss that with the person, you know, y'all talk about all this emotional labor stuff. Like I stop giving me buzzwords. Tell me, describe it to me. Like, what do you mean by emotional labor? Because if you have to define it, then what we're probably going to end up talking about is a two way street. So a debate, a mutual debate of I say this thing, you don't like this thing I said. Why? And then we talk about it. All right. So that actually concludes this episode of Something Positive for Positive People. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to, share this podcast, share this survey, y'all, spfpp.org slash survey, and please attend the support group meetings. If you um, are someone who is able to make a monthly donation on Patreon and just subscribe, set it and forget it, please do. So that way you can have access to all of the support groups and um, you'll be able to get to the Something Positive for Positive People conference for free. Um, Again, I don't know how much these tickets are going to cost, but we're going to be presenting the survey data. I'm in the process of working to see what it would look like to offer continuing education credits for um, social workers and what what's the other thing? Social workers for sure. But uh, yeah, being able to do that. So a lot of this is going to cost money. So you finna see me quadruple down on fundraising efforts because this is happening. This conference is happening. May 23rd, 2024. Mark your calendars, y'all. The five-year anniversary of the nonprofit Something Positive for Positive People in the building. All right, y'all. Thank you. Until next time.